Oh no, there's another squad attacking. Welcome to the third party and Apex Legends podcast hosted by myself, Shay, and joined as always by my co-host, Henry. Henry, how is this fine afternoon treating you? It's going really good, Shay. As always, we're out here Someday, podcasting it up. Yeah, I just need you to hit me with like, it's not a good day, man. Like, and then we're gonna and we'll take like the first part of the episode, cheer up a little bit, bring the good vibes. I can't believe I just asked you to be well, down. So and actually take that back. I'm glad you're happy. I'm glad you're always happy. I just don't I want you to lie to the listeners. That's all. I I would never lie to the <laughs> listeners. Life is good. I don't know if I've told anybody, but I'm starting to eat a little better, mm-hmm. hitting the gym. Mm-hmm. So my energy's up. I'm feeling good, healthy. Uh, it's not a lie. I really am doing good. Getting swole for the beach, man. And now I'm going to get peer pressure into the gym because of Henry. My yep. goodness. God love My gym's trying to call you all the I, time. Well, I'm, I am on your guest membership. I am also on <laughs> another person's guest membership. So I have two separate LA fitnesses oh calling me every week. And I got like a mail uh, voicemail box absolutely full i'm just at this point just beyond curious for when they're gonna stop calling like i haven't picked up like uh, it's ridiculous it's i don't approve at all <laughs> anyways though we're gonna talk apex today don't let you guys worry and we got a fun one we're talking the current weapon meta in season 13 and then how we may want things to change going into season 14 before we get into that though if you want a question answered on the show ask it in our discord channel meant for questions or leave it in the form of a five-star view on apple podcasts Please follow us on Twitter at Kirk Rudoche and at HB Burrison. Links for those are in the description. If you have the uh, ability and the interest of supporting the third party podcast, please consider joining us on Patreon. It means a ton to us, makes a big difference to how we create content. And if you want to hear more about us hitting the gym or talking <laughs> movies and other things, we do a lot of that over on Patreon with the behind the scenes content, totally. just uncut raw talking about whatever we we think of before shows uh and then also every month we do a discussion episode where our patrons vote on a topic share their feedback and then we have that kind of back and forth between everybody that is interested in sharing their thoughts and talking about apex it's totally a great time Uh, i think it's always really cool to hear that behind the scenes stuff and I don't think we really fluff it up either. It truly, like you said, is us just kind of spitballing and talking. But with that, though, let's dive into this episode. And like I said at the top, we're talking about the current weapon meta for season 13. I think this is a really fun conversation because it's a heck of an interesting meta. And we'll dive into it. But before we do, I want to make sure we take some time at the top of the show. I'm going to give Lop this one to you. Define meta for people that either need the refresher or didn't haven't listened to like our what is uh what does meta mean uh episode from a while back all right good i'll do my best to take this lob and just alley-oop it (laughs) um meta pretty simply is an acronym for people that don't know it stands for most effective tactic available um a lot of times meta is thrown around a little loosey-goosey but what it really means by definition is what is the best thing you can do from a strategic or a tactive like perspective and that means which legend is the best choice which weapon is the best choice 
Now, obviously, today we're talking about weapons specifically, and there's going to be outliers in different categories, um, but we're kind of going to talk about it class by class to determine what's the current state of weapon power, the most powerful play style, given that kind of which classes maybe are on the upper side of the power scale. And then we'll talk about at the end, like we said, uh, what changes uh, we might want to make to specific weapons, specific classes in order to shift that meta maybe in a different direction. But before we get into the specific classes and going weapon by weapon, Season 13 brought multiple firsts for the Apex weapon situation. And the first one being the Spitfire was swapped for the Mastiff in the care package. This one was a big shock. Mm -hmm. We never in a million years thought the Mastiff would be going back into the care package. I mean, it, it, it was just over time we have kind of been confused on what is the care package's purpose. Mastiff coming out, we kind of felt like we understood it more. We were like, a not-as-dominant gun belongs on the ground, per se. Uh, and so having it go back in at the dominant, and then be buffed to go back into that dominant state, I think it was a further reinforcement of like the care package changes what it is supposed to be frequently at this point. And in the end, it's kind of turning into a tool to keep things fresh. But the weird swap of LMG for shotgun, I think yeah. was also kind of like added on to that. Just I, maybe confusion is the right word in terms of like what we were thinking. But yeah, like you said, we would have never expected it for, it, it wasn't something we'd seen signs of leading up into this season, really. Super weird. <laughs> um, like you said, putting a shotgun in for an LMG is weird. And the Mastiff being going into the, care package for a second time is also weird and it's it's current kind of power state was also weird but the spitfire is probably the most powerful lmg in apex and so for that to be coming back that's definitely going to affect the weapon meta the other big thing that was started as a first this season is we now have two weapons rotated into the crafter at the season split and that really affects just how we approach weapon balance, thinking about um, which classes are going to be best. You know, like we've had ARs, we've had a sniper, we've had LMGs. Um, now we have a pistol and an SMG. You know, how, how does that affect the meta when you can drop on a replicator and craft maybe your favorite weapon if there's a great magazine? in the replicator as well. So the replicator is a huge impact now more than ever on specifically the weapon meta. Yeah. Season to season. Totally. Remind me, is it labeled as biannual now? Like biannual season in the replicator or is it still listed as seasonal? It's still seasonal. Okay. okay. So we still are kind of going to go into the next season because we didn't get any explanation. Unsure of if we will expect another switch at the midpoint. And that's just a weird thing because that changes, like you were kind of saying, how we look at yeah. it and how we think about it. Are we keeping things fresh on a seasonal basis or on a per split basis? Uh, I got questions, at least on that one for sure. And yeah, car and car. We can and only man, wait and see. To, nothing to scoff like that. That's crazy no. combo in there. <laughs> no, and our 301 rampage yeah, is true. nothing light either. So it's like, it's a big tool. Mm -hmm. But let's dive into it. We're going to start off with the SMGs 
given a rundown, talk about what their power level is right now. Run through them. R99, alternator, prowler, car, which is in that replicator right Mm -hmm. now, and then we have the Volt in the care package. Broad strokes, I would say SMG is overall strong, but balanced by the difficulty, specifically with the R9, maybe the prowler. Mm -hmm. And then the availability is also a huge balancer. Uh, to bring the SMGs down a little bit because you're not going to be finding a Volt very often and a car is locked away behind a replicator and scarcely taken advantage of. It's it's tough. I mean, I think this is the most interesting SMG meta we've ever been in. I don't want to say it's like a good one or even a bad one. I just think it truly is the most interesting one we've ever been in in a really long time. There isn't a top dog to me on the ground, at least. and. If we take the car out of the picture entirely, which we kind of tend to do when we talk replicator because broad strokes, when we talk about metas and such, we talk about what people maybe play in pubs per se. And, you know, in pubs, people just don't replicate as often. That's our personal experience. I'd love to get data to tell us like, hey, you're way off on that one. Like people just run the car like crazy, but we haven't really been like, you kill people. I don't think you see the car and the wingman that often right now. And just but if you're listening to this and you personally do, I love it. Yes, 100%. Like, I love mm-hmm. it. Do it. Yes. And, and by but all that's means, not the trend. like when, when I'm playing ranked, the best SMG is the car for me outside of the Volt. And I will go out of my way to craft a car to make sure I have the best chance at winning. But because I play a lot of pubs, and I've really found myself running the alternator more than ever before. Uh, just because the R9 is not what it once was in terms of having the time to kill advantage over other weapons that it kind of used to way, way back in the day. And so take away that advantage. There's a lot of difficulty on that gun. And I do enjoy the Prowler as well. I run a good amount of Prowler if I find heavy attachments, but I know the Prowler is a real hit or miss weapon for a lot of people because once you start talking burst, uh, you know, like you kind of said, that difficulty takes over with how maybe we measure it in the meta. If you go back and you listen to the first few episodes of the third part, <laughs> big fans of the Prowler over here. Select fire, fully automatic. I felt like we were ahead of the mm-hmm. curve, way ahead of the curve. Everybody was sleeping on it. We were calling out this gun is broken. It's a must use. Um, it then went to the care package, came back, nerfed, sadly. Um, but I believe it was season 11 where No Coco Puffs did his. Every single mm, legend mm-hmm, 4K mm-hmm. in one stream. It's on YouTube, the whole edit montage. If you haven't seen it, go Impressive. see it. I personally want to watch it again. It's really I can staggering. Share my screen. But one of my takeaways was <laughs> <laughs> we can watch not live reaction moment, but I, it's very entertaining. It's super entertaining. But one of my main takeaways was he was using the Prowler as just a overwhelming secondary because of the magazine size Mm -hmm. you know when you have to be swapping he's trying to wipe out entire teams and do a ton of damage and finish enemies in order to get more damage um the prowler is really really good so even though i agree with you shay that it's difficult and it's hit or miss i feel that as well i'm not an expert with the prowler i try to use Mm -hmm. it um because i think it's in a pretty good state but in terms of the smgs there's a lot of options. Right now, two of them are kind of tucked away. The remaining three, I would say, are solid, but balanced mm-hmm. in different ways in terms of how difficult they are to use and their 
cons on top of their pros in terms of the handling and the DPS and the reload, which are all strong. Next category, pistols. Right now, the class consists of the RE45, P2020, and the Wingman, which is currently in that replicator. Overall, hammer points are underpowered, yet I would say fair for gameplay. You don't want your hammer point to be dominating against SMGs and you know fully automatic weapons. Um, so I would say it's okay where the P2020 and the RE are, um, but definitely not where the meta is. More questions arise, though, when we start talking about the wingman. Um, you got any thoughts about the revolver? Yeah, I mean, the wingman is one of and has been one of, I think, our favorite guns for a while now. I- I've had some trouble with the weapon racks and seeing a Mozam thinking it's a wingman. I, my brain still is not yet used to the wingman being in the replicator. Uh, and too many times I've now run past and uh, gone to pick this up realizing it was a shotgun. But truly, because of the wingman being in the replicator and like you kind of talked about, the hammer points not really being like overwhelming in any way, shape, or form, um, it's the least I've ever used pistols the split. And, you know, I think right to say that like we don't need the pistols to be overwhelming and be better than fully automatic guns, but they've always been good secondaries, primaries, even as the wingman. And yeah, just haven't really been running them per se. And I truly want to, because I think the RE45 is a fun gun. I, P2020 and Mozam are still fun guns to use, but it feels like we're almost back to our, you know, meta of, hey, those are more the, you know, joke fun guns and you know without the wingman hasn't been that for a while pistols are tough you know i think they're an appropriate place i think we both like the hammer point to hit a little bit harder to be a little bit more worthwhile because that makes it fun when you're having to make a tough decision between an alternator and a p2020 because of a hop up that's kind of the the fun stuff that we want to see um but I definitely understand the hesitation to return hammer points to where they were because pistols can get really oppressive based off the movement, the reload, and all this stuff if they are outperforming shotguns and SMGs. So I'm a little sad about it, but it is what it is. <laughs> the wingman, on the other hand, wingman strong, really strong. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, is it overpowered? For a long time, I've been saying no. I still think that um, just because you really do have to hit your shots, get good pacing, mm-hmm. reload time is mm-hmm. pretty heavy. You can get punished uh, for not being good at the wingman. But if you commit to this weapon, you will be rewarded, period. I don't care if you're on a controller. I don't care if you're on mouse and keyboard. Use the wingman and your life's going to be better. And when the G7 comes back, my <laughs> tune will change because I think the G7 is stronger. But right now, the wingman is strong, and I would recommend crafting for sure. Yeah, it's it's. I crafted. I said I craft the S the car a lot at the top of this show for just ranked play and stuff. This is the first time I actively go and craft both weapons. That's it's how good hard, the wingman though. is. Like I don't want to throw the wingman under the bus in any way by saying I craft the car. I think you nailed it perfectly in how you spoke of the gun. It's such a cool and fun weapon to put time into because it is such, it's the definition to me in Apex of 
skill equals power. Like if you're good with this gun, it's going to feel oppressive at times. And you don't have that with other weapons, especially other weapons in the non-shotgun class, if I'm being honest with you. So I think it's in a cool spot, really fun to use. I think you're right and hit the nail on the head with saying, use it, practice it, get good at it. It's worth the time. Next right up, great segue, Shay, is the shotguns. Um, One by one, Mozambique, I'd say solid, low-tier weapon. Really fun to use, can be uh, effective in the right hands in the right situation. Eva, I'd say, is probably underpowered uh, right now. It needs something. Peacekeeper is probably in its strongest state of the year, uh, considering the rest of the class and the kinetic feeder. Um, but a lot of that is because the Mastiff is in the replicator, uh, and there just mm-hmm. isn't many great options right now for shotguns that the Peacekeeper kind of rises above. Um, overall, I'd say a weaker shotgun state as a class right now aside from the peacekeeper and that weapon for me at least it's inconsistent and it's going to be a high risk weapon no matter what so i'm i'm not saying a shotgun is at the top of the meta right now (laughs) I, i think that's very fair and shotguns are that they are inconsistent they are high risk and so you know if if a peacekeeper was consistently hitting for 90s it'd be the best gun in the game but it has that ceiling, and so that's the risk-reward you play with. Um, yeah, I haven't been running... I was not running a lot of PK on Stormpoint because I was running a lot of longbow and just long-range weapons overall to kind of play into that map. But since coming back to World's Edge, I have been running some PK. And once you you know keep grinding ranked like Henry and I do, you get into some really high-tier lobbies where to a point you feel like you need to have someone or two people on a shotgun because very, very talented players, they take away that inconsistency of the gun and it feels like an oppressive death at times. And so practicing the PK is always something kind of on my to-do list because it's a gun I want to be able to rely on. I'm still not there, but I definitely use it. I think you hit the rest of these perfectly. Eva kind of had its time to shine and it's uh, no longer up there right now. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's, it's the current truth about the shotguns but maybe there's going to be a mix-up true looking at these classes kind of wrapping up close range weapons um i think it's an mm-hmm. appropriate time to pause quickly to see just based off this we can see that the meta is probably not focused on close range engagements like none of these are really jumping out at us saying oh wow this this specific weapon or this class is really really powerful right now um, you know, the car and the Volt are such incredibly powerful weapons. And the return of the Volt to the ground loot will probably take place in 2023. It's a long way out. The impact of the Volt being in the care package is drastic, though. Like, it's mm-hmm. still going to be locked behind for a long, long time based off historical precedents. Um, but it's drastic to have the Volt locked away because it impacts the viability of running any energy weapon. Um, so I hope it happens sooner uh, than the following mm-hmm. year, but based off the current roadmap, it's very unlikely. And that mm-hmm. hurts the close range meta. Truly. I mean, like you said, two best guns are behind and 
Yeah, this is the tamest all the classes have been. The SMGs, they're nothing crazy right now. The pistols are nothing crazy right now. And the shotguns are, you know, not at the top. The PK is still good. Besides that, you know, they're pretty lower level. So yeah, it's a not a close range meta. And that's always interesting because you still do need to run close range guns. So what you need to run essentially at times opens up in terms of the versatility and there's not a clear distinct advantage you have to move to, which is a cool meta. It's just not a, you know, there's not a clear most powerful meta. But yeah, I think if closing thoughts on close range, get the Volt out of the care package, craft the wingman, craft the car, and you'll be pretty dang good. Uh, Before we get into long range, though, here's a quick word from our sponsors. Welcome back. Uh, Talk to us about snipers, Henry, because this is a class that I've just been loving lately. It's so crazy. I love sniping in Apex. Wasn't always the case. I think it really changed when we went on to PC and just had more frames. Felt like I could hit more shots. Um, Mm -hmm. But going one by one, snipers, longbow, super solid state, fun to use, rewarding, powerful. Uh, I don't know if I need to make any bold statements, but it's solid. (laughs) Uh, Sentinel, also solid. And the fact of the matter is it's near the Kraber in terms of damage potential when you're charging it up for a headshot. So this is a very, very powerful ground loot weapon that can change a fight instantly with the same, you know, Mm -hmm. skill that you might get with a random Kraber. Then we got the charge rifle. I would say incredibly strong weapon. Um, I was using it out of necessity, uh, late into last split uh because the ranked was so hard and it works it works Uh, (laughs) i didn't want to be that guy i had to had to i was forced um (laughs) and then the kraber obviously going to be in the care package Mm -hmm. that's the lineup all things considered very strong as a class um you know this is obviously a longer ranged play style slower Mm -hmm. poke damage but if in the right situation where maybe it's a third party or you have the high ground, can be really, really rewarding using, mm-hmm. I'd say, any of these. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, this is the most I've ever sniped in Apex this season, uh, especially on Stormpoint, but even on World's Edge. I'm still using these guns because they're so good right now. Uh, you weren't willing to make any crazy statements, but I think the longbow is the best sniper. I don't know if the numbers support that, but that's the gun I've been using the most. And uh, it's the gun that I think I hit the most shots with. So pretty far and away my favorite sniper at this point and i 100 percent will take on that i need to use the sentinel more i don't use it enough and that's something i'm gonna work on the second split but yeah i, I love the longbow so much and if you can get the the attachments on that gun but yeah first time i've ever gotten excited seeing gold extended sniper max is this season honestly which changes my perspective on how i play the game <laughs> yeah i mean I, I think i can echo uh that I mean, the Sentinel and the Charge Rifle are fun to use. The Longbow, Mm -hmm. being in the title, it's a DMR, Designated Marksman Rifle. Yeah. That, I think, probably gives it the edge because you can kind of use it like a G7 uh, when fights get a little closer up. I say that, but being able to have like maybe a one times, two, three on the Sentinel being able to enter a fight with a 70 shot to the body easily totally. is mm-hmm. incredibly strong as well. So have you ever tried it's a close. shotgun? It, it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I 
it's not i mean it's better than a shotgun in many ways like it's it's pretty fun to use yeah that's it's a really fun class right now all around i think you're you're go, you're getting a win in any direction which is you know kind of the opposite of what we talked about with our you know earlier close range metas so yeah really cool to see we're talking about snipers kind of being used as marksmen, but let's talk about the marksman weapon class mm-hmm. we got the triple take uh solid but in my opinion almost demands the use of loba in order to keep up with the ammo consumption which i think is kind of a high price to pay right now 30 30 i would say it's decent i struggle with the versatility that as soon as you close the gap it becomes really scary because you have this hesitation with the charge up even at longer ranges and i just get worried when you just have one weapon they can use in a situation scary not true with the triple take because everybody knows it's a shotgun as well best shotgun in the game yeah <laughs> uh the bow sack bow, really, really strong. Couldn't be more of a fan uh, than I am right now. We'll circle back to it just because finally we have the G7 currently in the care package. As of recording this, we're more than 245 days without the G7 on the ground. So that's that. Um, Rip. Overall, these four weapons, strong, I would say, uh, and a long-range engagement. Definitely in these competitive lobbies and ranked, um, they're going to be strong. And a lot of these end game situations, specifically in ranked, are determined by your shield inventory. And so, if you can kind of creep that down, do that poke damage, which is easy with these guns, you're going to win more games. You're, like it, it's a very deadly, uh, powerful combo to have a marksman and maybe an AR or an LMG in this current environment. Yeah, I mean, it's a heck of a class right now. Uh, even the triple take, and I totally agree with you, like the ammo thing is tough and Loba is such a huge help. The only caveat I'll throw on that is so little people run energy weapons nowadays that I feel like there is energy ammo kind of everywhere. It hurts that you feel like you have to almost carry AR levels of ammo in your inventory for a sniper or a marksman, which is kind of one of the, built-in advantages of these weapons normally is that you only need to carry like one to two stacks of ammo not really the case for the triple take but i have not really found issues getting that ammo uh but then you you know the consumption is still insane so by all means it's still an issue and you still can have problems late game but i do think that the lack of an energy meta does give it a little bit of an actual buff in that way um yeah i'll, I'll stand the 30 30 man uh i know we're on like opposite ends of the spectrum with this one. Or maybe not opposite ends of the spectrum, but I, I think I definitely am more of a fan of it than you are. It, it's just one of these weapons I really don't struggle hitting shots with. I think it works for me really well. I'm a massive Shattercaps fan. I think it's a huge issue that you almost need a purple you know, hop-up to play the weapon and have some sort of versatility because I, as much as I enjoy the gun, I won't run it without the Shattercaps because I truly do feel like I need that to be able to cover anything close range as a backup plan uh so yeah i, I take the bow over it every time still but i do think it has a, a solidish spot for me um and i'll take the g7 over it every time once it comes back as well so it, it's not the replacement but i do like it personally i don't need to speak any further on the peter <laughs> it's all good but the it's bow good. is <laughs> insane Something else. the bow has always been powerful 
the issue with using it is it's just such a commitment. You know, you're going to mm -hmm. a whole new ammo situation. It's weird. No reload. You have to draw it mm -hmm. back. Um, all that's worth it. I mean, the damage, if you start using the bow, guarantee your average uh, game damage is going up. Totally. I mean, mm -hmm. it's so easy to use once you commit to it. And one of my big thesis for why that is, is you're releasing the trigger or your mouse mm -hmm. clicker for the shot. You're not compressing anything. Mm -hmm. And so you're going to be faster. And I just feel like you have such cleaner shots because you draw, prepare, and release. And so even hitting moving targets, I find is a lot easier on the bow. And just being able to mm -hmm. always be aiming down sights, never having to take a break to reload, puts it definitely above the triple take in my book. So totally, it's a strong, strong weapon. Can't recommend it enough. Yeah, I got bow top of the list, and then ain't even close for me. And I love shatter caps, so I love the bow for that as well, even up close. And I think like the triple take as well, though. I still don't think a ton of people use it. And so I do find arrows on the ground, but we're running it so much and telling people to run it so much that like when we're playing together or we got a third that's playing with us, we probably have two people on the bow and you're like, oh, you're going to run into huge ammo concerns because of that. We got no problem, you know, dropping one weapon, grabbing a second bow and then replicating a ton of arrows with having two bows attached. And then you're set. For both people for a long time at that point and if you're finishing your fights you're getting your arrows back you know so yep, totally. don't trip like arrows let them fly it's worth yeah. it yeah it's a quieter gun too mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. and that's mm -hmm. a slept on thing 100 mm -hmm. but yeah it, bow stand all day let's keep rolling <laughs> lmgs this one's honestly pretty cut and dry mm -hmm. spitfire rampage are solid weapons if you disagree you really need to stop being so stubborn against these weapons because it's not like it's a secret that the LMGs and Apex are really strong. Both of these men on the ground for the first time ever is absolutely insane. Rev up the Rampage, use the Spitfire. These are great, great weapons. Now, the Devotion, I would say, is amazing late game. And the reason for mm -hmm. that is it is so attachment intensive. Not only do you need a gold mm -hmm. hop up, but you probably need a purple or gold mag, and you definitely need a barrel stabilizer, and you mm -hmm, probably mm -hmm. want a two or a three times optic in order to combat the muzzle flash on this energy LMG. So it's just <laughs> hard to get into it. Very different from the Rampage and the Spitfire in that regard. Mm -hmm. The L-Star is in such a unique state when we think about you know, a weird. year and a half ago to now. Um, I would say it's decent right now. You know, now you have the extended mags, which made the, the overheating a little bit longer. So you could actually fire more shots now if you had an upgraded magazine. And now randomly they, they gave the barrel stabilizer about a year ago to the L Star. So mm -hmm. it's pretty good. You know, am I confident mm -hmm. bringing it into the end game? Not really, but can you use the L Star? Yeah, you can. Like feather in the trigger, it's a good strategy. I play a lot of rampart, definitely. Mm -hmm. With the L-Star, it's fun. Yeah, I think this is a... L-Star is a fun weapon. And I actually enjoy it early game as well. Mm -hmm. Like off-drop, I think it's a pretty good gun in that state. But yeah, I, I think you hit it perfectly. Like we don't really need to dive so deep. These are all solid guns. And 
I'm not personally going and grabbing the devotion in the L star. It's just not really something I do for my personal play style. But if you're playing Rampart or if you are an LMG fan, you can do so. And that's a cool state for these guns to, you know, be in generally. Evo, if the turbo's in the replicator, just suck it up and do it. <laughs> Absolutely. And it's always coupled with the barrel stabilizer. So, you know, you're able to, yeah. mm-hmm. to get a really good combo for the Devo. Last class. Assault Rifles, R301 is the GOAT. Flatline, very solid weapon. I personally love it uh, for its close range forgiveness with the magazine size. I think it's great with on that hip fire. Havoc, not my personal favorite, but the cherry on top is it has the fastest time to kill in the game with the turbocharger fully spun up. So mm-hmm. a couple in the magazine size, you pre-fire that thing a little bit, you have the hop up. And this thing is definitely going to outperform even our favorite flatline or R3. Mm-hmm. Then we got the Hemlock uh, with the boosted loader. I love it. I'll run it mm-hmm. uh, in ranked. I, I think that with the necessary attachments, the Hemlock could be a really good proper AR. It just it struggles to compete with the fully automatic weapons that have yeah. more versatility. So mm-hmm. it's tough, but overall, man. It's always been the case that AR is going to be strong in a battle royale where you're yeah. going from long range to medium range, to close range across mm-hmm. a large area against a lot of teams. It's definitely still the case in Apex. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I love that you, you know, gave some hemlock love. That gun, man, for me, I just, I wish I was better. I will come out of some games saying this is the best gun in the game and I will. Yeah. with every single shot in the book sometimes. And I don't even know if the gun's inconsistent <laughs> or I'm inconsistent because I know a lot of people that have success with it. So I wish I was better with that weapon. And my dream is still get select fire back in the game on the Hemlock and the Prowler. I think that would be so dang fun. Like I think the Hemlock, it would just shift into this with a select fire, a R301-esque where it's really shoots straight and has a little recoil, almost like the old ICR and COD. But and the heavy class, I think it would be a ton of fun. Yeah. Like if they ever went down that route someday. But obviously, then you compete with the R three. But it could be fun for a season or two. You've been uh, talking I about that select fire on the Hemlock for a while. I mean, I still miss it on the Havoc. You know, like yeah, yeah, two select true. fire true, true, across true. the board. Put it on three weapons. Like select fire Put it on everything. everything. Yeah, select yeah. fire <laughs> everything. I want to select fire wingman. Okay, like I want a three round burst R three hundred one. I do. Like, it is what it I is. Do. Oh wait, that's called the Hemlock. Yeah, um, so, it's tough, but <laughs> it's a great class though, one hundred percent. And R three one is my favorite gun in the game. So run it all day, no problem. <laughs> in conclusion, you know, we separated this episode where you know we're kind of all on the same page at this point in terms of how this discussion is going um Mm -hmm. we're in a longer range weapon meta right now lmgs have always been strong and even despite the nerfs at the top of this season unaffected still very very Mm -hmm. powerful ars are in a very strong state marksman really strong snipers strong if that's your cup Mm -hmm. of tea um other things to point out energy weapons are just in a poor state right now and the solution to that is far away. You know, I don't think that's mm-hmm. going to change anytime soon. But I, I think you're you're very right though in that it's the Volt. Like mm-hmm. the Volt is that you know solution. And it's sad because I am in a place right now, and we say it on the show. How do you choose what you run? 
Well, it's based off the attachments you find. You know, if you drop in and find a purple heavy mag, run a prowler. I will drop in, find a purple energy mag, and not pick it up. And yeah. that breaks my heart, I like agree. playing this game to an insane degree. So uh, something needs to change, at least for me, on that class, because that I don't think should be the case at all for any weapon attachment or any weapon class. Yeah, I mean, I, I try to give the Havoc love, but when you're going up yeah. against an R9 or an R3, you lose. You lose that mm-hmm. fight because of the delay. You, It's too bad. It's very hard to overcome mm-hmm. that, and overcoming it, even if you can, is it worth it? You know, like yeah. when you could have an easier weapon to use, more forgiveness, more chance of success, and a mm-hmm. BR, that's what matters. So it's very hard. I'm- Looking at that though, what do you want to buff and nerf heading into the next season? Like, because as much as I would love to change things, like I, part of me wants to say SMG, I want to buff one of them and have them, one of them be the best. But I think it's also really cool that everything on the ground is pretty dang balanced right now. So, what's your maybe wish list or perspective on how you'd want things to change? Yeah, I, I personally like the medium to long range playstyle. I've always liked mm-hmm. that in shooters. Uh, I think my legend choice definitely supports that. Gibraltar, Lowboat, Rampart, Valk. Mm-hmm. Like very mm-hmm. medium range uh, prone legends. Um, my wants would be some sort of answer around the wingman. Is this an appropriate mm-hmm. weapon mm-hmm. or not? I lean towards it being an appropriate weapon. I would love uh, to see some sort of attention given to the charge rifle, which I think is kind of an outlier right now. Um, mm-hmm. It has the same ammo conservation issue like the triple take does with consuming more ammo per shot than any other weapon. Um, maybe there's some more needed to dial it back a little bit, but it's just a very difficult weapon to approach. I think the easiest way to shift the meta a little bit is to take a look at the hop-ups and do some real deep digging as to what's a priority and Mm -hmm. how can we maybe mix things up a lot by removing a few adding maybe two select fire the select (laughs) fire is up there for sure i mean we both like the anvil as well but it doesn't necessarily need to come back right now we got boosted loader which I love and is probably contributing to some of the issues around people not liking the wingman as much because it really makes it a ton better. Then we got the turbocharger, which is pretty much necessary. We can't really get rid of it unless we bring it back into the Havoc uh, by buffing the Havoc and the Devo, which is scary. It's been kind of done before with the Havoc, but uh, might not uh, be as easy to do. The kinetic feeder, I think, can go but it won't go anytime soon. Shatter cap, <laughs> I personally think could go, but probably won't. Dead Eyes Tempo can definitely go. I don't think anybody is debating that. Mm-hmm. And then the hammer point, I'd honestly be fine with it going. Like I, mm-hmm. I think it doesn't add a whole lot. I don't need it or want it. And so if you take out you know, three of those, you could add a lot back in, whether it's yep. the double tap, whether it's the select fire, whether it's a new hop up. I think mm-hmm. that's the best direction we can go to try to maybe bring more power back into the shotguns, back into one or two of the SMGs and pull down uh, the longer range meta. 
Yeah. I mean, let me get the disruptor around buzzword in there as mm-hmm. well if we do want to ever bring it back. I mean, we were told it's impossible, essentially, to bring that back. But honestly, I mean, with what they've done with Hammerpoint and making it almost not viable, it, it feels like maybe there still is a route, actually, to bring that back and mix things up in some way. Um, yeah, I think like the only I mean, you say vault shatter caps. I think you vault shatter caps 100%. And I think shatter caps, the guns that it is on, you can just build it in. And I don't think it's going to be like, I don't think the 3030 or, like, or the bow becomes oppressive because they have even a shatter caps or even a tamed down version of shatter yeah. caps built into the gun. Um, I think you can really just do that, no problem. So, yeah, I'd love to see some hop up mix up. I, I think for me, just generally speaking, I want to see some attention given to energy in some way, shape, or form. I need a reason to pick up a purple energy mag if I see it. Um, but besides that, like, I think any change is coming to keep things fresh at this point, which is always fun. And so, yeah, maybe hemlock season come around, maybe bring Eva season back around again or something like that. So that's kind of what they've proven to do with the weapons, keep things fresh. And that's why you change things. So I'm happy to do that. But I would understand if they kind of just did, like you kind of said, some hop up changes and kind of called it good and said like, hey, we're in a really balanced state. Um, but yeah, I think my want would be mixing it up. And then that wild card is what happens with the replicator going into the next season as well. And then we got new weapons, you know, on the horizon yeah. as well. And that really True. can shift uh, the weapon meta as well. You know, we're talking about the Volt being such a critical weapon to the whole ecosystem. It being removed, you know, it used to not be in the game. So a mm-hmm. new weapon can make an equally large splash. Totally, totally. But yeah, that's going to wrap us up for the current weapon meta in Season 13. I'm excited to look back on this episode at the start of Season 14 and kind of see how we did, if our predictions came true at all. Uh, but that's going to wrap things up. Thank you to our producer, The Third Party 10, who supports over on Patreon. Hit the plus on Apple, follow on Spotify, and check out the Discord via the link in the description. Thank you so much for listening to The Third Party Podcast. We'll catch you next time. Peace. Hey now, another squad coming in. Whole squad down. Hey, brother, not today. Maybe tomorrow. <laughs>